coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. People are still buying Wii games. It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. We've got a good show for you today. We're going to be talking about the news from the week, which includes an opportunity for Mark to use the phrase Hello Kitty Cruisers again. And then on Thursday, we are celebrating our 250-ish episode with listener questions. But in the meantime, Mark, how are you? I'm doing great. So happy to be here with you. So happy to be celebrating our 250th-ish episode. A right. celebration so nice, we get to do it for two episodes. That's right. Um, and for those of you keeping track, this is the actual 250th episode. In like the weird way that we count, or have counted in the past, episode numbers. What do you mean? Well, this is just the 250th episode that we've put out. You're right, right, right. Right. Even So I guess there was a time when we were doing like a series within a series. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've just folded that into our numbering now. We're like uh, Amazing Spider-Man. Like uh, there's volume one, there's volume two, and then at some point you're just like, you know what? 600. It's fine. One of many ways we're like Amazing Spider-Man. Another way that we're like Amazing Spider-Man, if you would like to borrow my copy of Sonic Forces, you can. All you have to do is mm-hmm. send us an email with your mailing address. Right. Send it to Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. And I send it to you. You get to play with it as long as you want and you send it back. Uh, there's no, look, no late fees on this thing. And not even a suggested return by date. We just, just don't care. We just don't care at all. Here's something we do care about mm. getting 100 reviews in at the Apple Podcast Store. I thought you said a hundred of yous, like you were saying, I, I would like a hundred of yous to review our podcast. Like I'm a Dick Tracy villain? Y- yes. Just a bad one? <laughs> yeah, just S-face, <laughs> adds S's to the end of every yeah. word. Uh, yeah, we, look, we're, we're trying to get uh, more reviews on Apple Podcasts, so get over there and review us. Do you listen to us on not Apple Podcasts? Review us there, too. Yeah, we don't care. We just I mean, want reviews. We do care. We started by saying this is something we do care about. I mean, we care about the reviews. We don't care where we get them. But Apple Podcasts is the one place I look. The one place. Um, before we get into the rest of our business here today, we have a, a little bit of a, maybe not a debug, but a clarification. Last week, um, I mentioned that uh, I was a little bit interested in Final Fantasy XII, The Zodiac Age, but I was unclear as to whether it had any of the like quality of life um, like updates that the other like Final Fantasy re-releases have, have had. Um, and it does uh, have a double speed option or a four times speed option, and both of those were available in the uh you know final fantasy 12 zodiac age uh hd remaster for the playstation 4 all of those features are still present here so it, it does have that yeah let it never be said that we don't google things after the fact uh yeah and honestly i had forgotten to google it and was just uh, absentmindedly watching a review of final fantasy 12 the zodiac age and was like oh all right that answered my question even better you didn't have to do any work man i love not doing any work okay mark let's get into what we've been playing this week So I've been playing Box Boy and Box Girl still. Right. Um, Have I've, you beaten any of the campaigns? 
No, so I'm on like world 13, I think, of the solo campaign. Are you up in the uh, spaceship? I am. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wrestled for a second. And was like, is that a spoiler that you go up in a spaceship? And then like, I don't care. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I don't feel like anything in Box Boy can really be a spoiler. It is weird that they call it a story, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely not a he- heavily narrative-driven game. Nope. I forgot there was a narrative until I was up in the spaceship. Then I was like, oh, right. Uh, there's, like, asteroids or something attacking the box planet, which is really funny. It's like a diamond on its side. I like it a lot. Yeah, no, it's cute. I guess a diamond on its side would, would be a square, <laughs> right? So it's just a diamond. Or, like, a parallelogram? Yeah. <laughs> um... Yeah, so I'm, I'm really enjoying Box Boy, Box Girl. I haven't played it in co-op at all yet. I have also not played it in co-op at all yet, but I did finish the like single-player Box Boy campaign, uh, which then unlocks the uh, like the tall Box Boy, mm-hmm. uh, whose name I forget. It's like Quali. That's not right, but QB. Uh, wait, is that the is that the normal one? Yeah, I think QB's the normal one. Yeah. Well, so I unlocked the campaign for the tall one, but I haven't gotten into that yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but how are you still enjoying it? I am. Yeah. It, I have found that it's a game that I enjoy most when I like play through a world or a couple of lever- levels and then just leave it Yeah, and don't come back. Because when I tried like over the weekend, I was playing and I was on like world 10 or something. And I was like, I'm just going to try to beat this this afternoon. But I was getting frustrated at the puzzles that would took me a little bit longer to solve so yeah because in that point i was in like just beat this game mode yeah instead of enjoy your time with this game mode and i prefer the latter especially for something as like kind of like basic but fulfilling as box boy yeah i mean box since box boy is so like puzzle heavy um there's really no point in being like just push through it um i i do on occasion like ask the game for the hint um and uh, for whatever reason, it never tells you, like, the the hint will never also give you the crown. Right. Um. So, like, you still have to figure that out on your own. And you're like, yeah, no, I know how to get over this pit. Like, I could figure that out. But to actually get over there and get up to this, like, crown, that that's always a, a little bit tougher. I have, uh, I, I did start um, uh, completing them without, uh, like, doing it in the fewest number of, of boxes. Because um, I was like, I got to a point where I was like, it's becoming too hard for me to. Mm-hmm. So I just settled for the, you know, the the se- second least number of boxes you can complete it with, and it's still fun. I also actually yesterday went back to Steins Gate Elite. Yes, which is a visual novel that I had picked up, um, probably at the end of February when it came out, and then just played for a little bit. Decided it wasn't really my thing, and then. This uh yesterday I was like oh I'll just I was interested in picking it up again so I started up the narrative is really interesting I've run into a situation that I don't really know how I feel about or how to deal with um and so I guess this is a little bit of like Steins Gate elite spoilers because I assume the same things happens in the anime yeah basically there's a character who um like I I guess you would say like presents as a woman. Okay. But was born a man. Right. And the main character who's kind of a jerk and like you're not really supposed to uh like he he is kind of a dweeb and you're like, "Oh, he he like sucks a little bit." So he always I he always 
refers to this character as a dude. Right. And there's like a joke made, right, where he's for the, for the first time you meet him, you meet this character. Uh they work at like a shrine and the main character is like uh, you know, they look so beautiful, you know, and everything. And then cut away and it's like, but he's a dude. And just like stuff like that and yeah. So I'm not gross. I'm not far enough into the game to know what or the narrative to know what comes of it. Uh, I just don't know how to feel. Like I don't. I at this point I can't tell if like the character is being played as a joke, right? And well, which character? Is sorry, being played if like as a joke? Yeah, yeah. If like this character who presents as a woman who dresses as a woman, uh, is being played as a joke, or if we're supposed to feel like the main character is the jerk, but like the way the game presents it. It's clearly meant to be some sort of punchline. I don't. I don't know. I and again, yeah. I'm not far enough in it to know how it plays out. But it it was like it was weird because yeah. it felt like so out of nowhere that I I don't really know. I don't know what to do with it at this point. Yeah, like, I, I don't mean, know what to do with this information. I mean, if that's something that's like in the original anime, uh, like maybe it is just. A the product of another time and another culture, and is just reflecting something back that like you don't really have any time for, you know now. Yeah, I just don't know. I I feel like I should like Google it honestly. And, I mean, like spoil this character's story for myself. Yeah, so sure. that way I kind of know where it nets out. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I I genuinely don't know. Yeah. Uh. Well, sounds gross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's definitely not. It was not making a great impression. Um, so here's something I don't know what to do with. Uh, last week on Friday, I got like 10 emails from Nintendo. <laughs> I got one email. Uh, hold on. I wrote them all down. One email thanking me for playing Super Mario Party. Another email thanking me for playing Yoshi's Crafted World. An email thanking me for playing Mario plus Luigi Bowser's Inside Story. Um, another one asking if I was enjoying Dragalia Lost, another one telling me that uh, The World Ends With You is available on Switch, and another one telling me about DLC for Pokemon Quest. Okay, so I got the one for Dragalia Lost, but instead of thanking me for playing, they offered me a download for um, wallpaper for my phone or computer. Yep. Well, uh, and most of these came with either uh, downloads of like wallpaper or like other dumb little... Uh, like digital cosmetic rewards. And I got the ones for The World Ends With You mm-hmm. and uh, the DLC for Pokemon Quest. Now, I haven't played Yoshi's Crafted World or Mario and Luigi Bowser's Inside Story, so... Or or Mario Party. Right. Or, or, but it's, uh, like, I got all of those games. I, I, I did buy all of those games, but, like, at different... It, like, I didn't buy them all at the same time. And Look, then all The, the World end with you, Ends With You on Switch came out months ago. Yeah. And Super Mario Party came out in October, like, this is so long ago now. It was like there was something, like, clogging up the email pipes. That's and right. And then that was finally released, and so just all of these emails... <laughs> all the emails got out. should have been sent months ago, got out. Uh, and so, you know, naturally, uh, I've, I'm, I'm not going to download, like, a wall... If I'm going to download a wallpaper for my computer, I'm just going to do it. I'm not going to, like, wait for Nintendo to offer me... You know what I mean? Yeah. Also, I, f- I have not downloaded wallpaper computers since, like, Tim Burton Sweeney, or, uh... uh Sweeney Todd? No, 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 not Sweeney Todd. Sleepy Hollow okay. was coming out. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so you could, like, go to a uh, 
movie's website mm-hmm. and download the wallpaper. Which is still, if I were going to, that is still what I would do. Yeah. In fact, I wouldn't even go to the movie's website. I would just type in Sleepy Hollow Sweeney Todd wallpaper <laughs> and just download whatever it gave me. More movies should offer uh, screensavers again. Oh, that would be great. Yeah. We we could all use a good screensaver. I would have a The Rise of Skywalker screensaver. Yeah. Is it just Ray flipping over that TIE fighter over and over again? I would love again? that. I Man, would love that. so good. Here's what I will say. Tell me what you'll If say. you got a bunch of emails or if you are familiar with Steinsgate Elite and can guide me whether I should like continue or what's going on here, let us know. Yeah. Write into us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. Mark, what I suspect is that you're not going to like the way it plays out. Uh, and that can either be something that you uh, like makes you just turn it off and say like, well, then I'm done with this piece of art. Or you can say like, I can accept that that is a thing about this that I don't like and enjoy the rest of it. Yeah, I suspect like you're probably Ventura. right. <laughs> That's one I'm okay walking away Me from. Me too. All right, Mark, let's get into the new releases and what we might be playing next week. Patrick, I probably don't need to tell you this, but today on May 7th, Puyo Puyo Champions I know. is out on Switch. I know. So how does this differ, uh, obviously, other than not having Tetris? What makes this a Champions edition? Yeah, so it's, uh, I-, I believe in Japan it was released as like the tournament edition. It is just, uh, it is just Puyo Puyo um, and has more like competitive head-to-head non-line modes. Um, I have to do more research into what it actually offers. I believe it is a cheap game. Um, hold on, I want I want to look it up uh, while while we're talking, but I I think it's like ten bucks. Also coming out today is Shakedown Hawaii, and then tomorrow on May eighth is Meow Motors, which I'm putting on blast, no fault of its own. It is not Hello Kitty Cruisers, or as longtime listeners of the show will know it as. Hello, Kitty Cruisers. <laughs> um. So you. So what? You think that just like Hello, Kitty Cruisers, you're also not going to play this game? Exactly. But I feel like if you're going to get one cat-related cart racer, oh yeah, Hello, Kitty Cruisers is the one to get. Definitely get Hello, Kitty Cruisers. Hold on. I'm. I'm just about to find out what the price of this game is. Uh, Mark, I may have failed in this <laughs> endeavor. Uh, and then on May 10th, Saints Road the third is released on Switch. How do you feel about the Saints Row games? I've never played any of them. Me neither. Are you interested at all in picking up this one? Not really. No, me neither. Uh, It's like a big, crazy open world game, right? Right. I think it's kind of like goofier Grand Theft Auto. Um, It's kind of what I get its appeal to be. Uh, I I don't need either of that. I don't need Grand Theft Auto. I don't need a goofier Grand Theft Auto. I was right. It is uh, $9.99 for uh, Puyo Puyo Champion, which uh, not bad. Yeah. I mean, it's half the pr- launch price of Puyo Puyo Tetris, but since you're not getting the Tetris portion, I, thought, I feel like that's a fair price. I thought Puyo Puyo Tetris was 40 bucks when it came out. Was it? That seems like a lot. Uh, Yeah, but I bought it because I wanted to play me some Puyo Puyo Tetris. All right, Mark, that's uh, that's the end of the new releases. Let's get out of this segment. 
And now it's time for a regular segment on our show. It's time for 433. In 1952, American composer John Cage wrote a piece called 433, wherein a performer or group of performers didn't play their instruments for four minutes and 33 seconds. For the purposes of this show, our instruments are talking about Nintendo. So for the duration of one performance, 433, Mark and I will talk about something not at all Nintendo related, thus fulfilling the contract of the piece. Mark, today we are going to be discussing the Matrix trilogy. Now... Is this a controversial statement that each, like, the first Matrix is, is obviously the best, and they just get, like, worse with uh, over the course of the trilogy? So the first one's the best, mm-hmm. the second one is worse, and the third is uh, very bad. And I think it is even safest to say that the best post-Matrix Matrix content is not the movies. Is right? uh, the Animatrix... And Enter the Matrix for uh, the PlayStation 2 and original Xbox. So I remember buying Animatrix, which was a series of, like, shorts. Yeah. Tenuously connected to the, um, like, the world of the Matrix. Right. They were were each done by, like, a different studio. Except for the the first two were, like... uh, The the first two were either, like, written by the Wachowskis or also directed by them. Um, and were like kind of history pieces ab- about the, the world of the Matrix. And that first one especially was really cool. Um, and then the second one like got a little hairy in there. But like, uh, and then the rest of them, yeah, were all like stories of people discovering that like the reality wasn't quite right. And one of them introduces the kid that shows up in um, uh, the second Matrix movie, Re- Reva, Re- Re- Reloaded. There we go. Yeah, Revolutions is the third one. Revolution, Matrix. Revolution. Yeah, that sounds right. Sure. Um, so, like, they they do a pretty good job of being, uh, like, meaningful supplemental material. Or the, the Animatrix uh, shorts do a pretty good job of being I th- actually think one of them was produced by... Um, oh, man, now I'm blanking. Who, the Final Fantasy company is just Square... Or uh, Enix? Uh, yeah, it's Square. Okay, yes, so... It was, was Square. So yes. remember when Square was making, for a short time, they had, like, an animated studio, I think, in Hawaii that did, like, the Spirits Within? Spirits Within, within yeah. I think they also did one of the Animatrix shorts. Yes, The Final Flight of the Osiris, I believe, was the name of that short. Um, yeah, and that... But that one also, like, it looked good, but it was not a, a good I mean, kind of like The Spirits Within. Um, yes. <laughs> Um, but yeah, th- and then did you play the Animatrix or not? No, sorry, no, I didn't because I entered the Matrix. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't own a PlayStation Two at the time, and by the time I had access to a PlayStation Two, the Matrix was like out of vogue. Yeah, because this was didn't take long because uh, uh, Reloaded and Revolution came out within like four or five months of each other, and like after uh, Reloaded, people were like, okay, and then after the last one, they were like. All right. <laughs> When's the last time that you saw... Oh, sorry. Talk about Enter the Matrix, because I, I know basically nothing about it. So en- Enter the Matrix, you uh, play as two different characters. Um, one is Jada Pinkett Smith's character, and the other is Ghost, who's like her second in command. Um, and they're both cool characters uh, I- in that game. Um, but like, if you didn't play Enter the Matrix, you would feel like they are nothing in Matrix Reloaded. But they felt so important to me uh having played through the game so like th- that is one of the reasons why i sort of liked uh reloaded when it, when it came out is cuz i was already attached to these two characters yeah i remember thinking reloaded was pretty cool i mean there's that of course just like insane sequence towards the 
end of the movie. I haven't seen Which it for one? a long time. We're like, excuse me, where there's like the twins. They're like jumping all over like yeah, the staircases. The, then it turns into like a uh, chase the on the freeway. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, that's towards the end, end of that movie. Yeah. That's cool. I also... Uh, at the time, liked that um, Neo versus like a bunch of Agent Smiths fight. Um, though when you go back to it, it looks like you know CG from two thousand five. Yeah, whatever. no, I, I actually I really feel like the Matrix movies, especially the the second one, because it had all so much of that like CG fighting and everything with digital characters. Yeah, that if they went back and uh, like remastered them or with today's technology yeah that movie would play a lot better because those sequences even like they were cool but even at the time like were kind of well well i guess i mean you all know yeah you do all know uh we were accompanied today by the hernandez orphanage of music Uh, oh i believe it's the first time that we have uh, been accompanied by them so welcome hernandez orphanage all right mark let's get into the news So if you've been following along with the development of Bloodstained Ritual of the Night, which is like the Igavania that was kickstarted and is due for release in like about a month, the Switch version was always kind of a question mark and the reports, like the hands-on reports at I think PAX. Yeah, that's right. Were uh, kind of sketchy. Yeah, not great. But uh 505 games released a trailer that showcased improved graphics for the game overall Mm -hmm. so lighting and textures appear to have been improved and it seems like some of the character models have been tweaked yeah updated or they they look a little bit better um and the the trailer is presented in kind of a funny way right where like they're showing um some of like the gameplay in the original engine and then like tweets start popping up on it of people like trash talking it which is not really a uh, a style of video that I enjoy, um, but uh, you know then um, it showed uh, Igarashi uh, sitting in a chair uh, and holding a glass of wine, uh, and he uh, he goes, "I will prove them wrong," and he casts his glass of wine aside, uh, and then it shows you know sort of side by side graphic comparisons between the old version and the new version, and the new version looks a lot brighter, it looks a lot uh, wetter. You know, there's just, like, more light happening. Mm -hmm. Uh, So things are reflecting off of uh, uh, little characters, big characters, whatever. Um, So, yeah, I mean, this is kind of the, the, like, uh, Domino's mea culpa of, um, look, we know we got bad reviews on our pizza, so we changed the recipe. Um, And this is just Iga doing the same thing. Yeah, totally. This is a game that I am excited for. I really want it to be good. Yeah. And we won't have to wait that long to find out. It comes out on June 18th on most platforms, but the Switch will be a week later on June 25th. One week. That's all they need. They just need one more week week. of polish. (laughs) Just to push it up uh, across the finish line. The Pokemon Company released a new smartphone app called Pokemon Pass which serves to both notify users about in-store events and is also a method through which you can obtain in-store rewards. Yes. So, for example, between May 11th and June 23rd, users of the app can go into participating Target stores and scan a QR code that that gives them access to either a shiny Pikachu, if you uh, have Pokemon Let's Go Eevee, or a shiny Eevee if you have Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, the Pokemon has been doing uh, this kind of, like, in-store bonus Pokemon thing for a long time, um, as where you would have to bring your... I guess you don't have to bring the system in, you just have to, like, go and get the code 
in order to get the special event Pokemon, right? Wasn't there something with, like, the DS or the 3DS where you would go into GameStop and, or maybe it was other, like, additional stores, but basically there was, it, it was, you brought your device in and did you maybe like through, hook it up i think it was through like street pass you oh got yeah something that could be, from that could the be. uh um from like the kiosk it was yeah. probably the 3ds yeah well and then that makes sense that um this uh that the switch has no uh street pass or anything like that um but it it uh you can only scan the code if uh, when your location services have to be on so it has to know that you're physically in a target to also do it so it's not like you could take a screen grab and like mm-hmm. share it, know, post it online yeah. or uh, email it to someone. So like they've they've got the thing figured out. It's just it's a little weird that you then also have to you know use your phone for it. I a hundred percent am going to do this though because yeah. it'll be the only shiny Pokemon I've ever acquired. Um, do you? So I'm all, very excited. What, what you you have the Eevee version? Or the, I do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you have a Pikachu already? Yeah. Okay. Well, so you'll just have a better Pikachu. Exactly. And you can always you can always use that in your life. Yeah, you can always use a better Pikachu. And if you want to check out the like level and stats and stuff on it, it's all, all available online. So we didn't really talk about the Sonic the Hedgehog movie trailer when it came out. Was it just last week? I think it came out just last it week. It feels a million years ago. And I think it came out Tuesday came out. morning, okay. which is why we didn't talk about it at all. Oh, gotcha. Um, would you like to talk about the Sonic the Hedgehog movie trailer? Uh, or should we just move on to the other developments that have come since? I mean, I, 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 I feel very little for Sonic the Hedgehog as a character. Yeah, personally, um, I think th- the movie looks bad, but I didn't expect it to look anything other than bad, and I had no interest in seeing it in the first place. Yeah, likewise, I had no interest in seeing it in the first place. Uh, so I don't feel like personally slighted by the design being bad but i do think the design of that character is bad yeah i think the design is bad i also think that jim carrey has reached an age where i just kind of it's not fun to watch him do his jim carrey shtick right like it just feels a little bit sad right plus we all remember ace ventura so (laughs) right exactly we're still angry about it i mean i wasn't at the time but now i'm angry now i am angry about it yeah i mean it's it's one of those things where you're just like, why would you even bother getting the license if you're going to just like change what's appealing about right, like the Super Mario Brothers movie? Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. And I guess the the answer is obvious. You get the license because you know it's going to make money, and then you know uh, a a boardroom full of people are like, well, I think it should look like this. I think it should look like this. And then a team of poor graphic designers do their best to appease everyone, and then the internet gets uh, mad. Yeah, I mean the whole thing about that is. You know, they obviously got the Sonic the Hedgehog license, not just because they thought the movie would make a ton of money, but because they thought they'd be able to sell a lot of, like, fast food toys. Totally. And a lot of regular toys and a lot of t-shirts and a lot, you know, like, it's the ancillary markets that are also super enticing with a license like that. That is why it's so surprising to me that it ever got the point that Sonic the Hedgehog, as the character in the movie, looks so unappealing. Yeah. Because who wants to buy a t-shirt with that thing on it? I mean, no one. And also, you know, we may see other Sonic family characters uh, in, in the movie, but it's not being advertised that way, which is insanity to me. Like, show me Tails, show me Knuckles, and be like, these characters are in this movie. Yeah. And then you can sell me a pint glass with each one of them on them, and I'll love it. <laughs> so a few days after the trailer was released, the director of the movie went on Twitter and was like, hey, we heard your feedback. We're going to change 
the design of Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. A couple things about that. Yeah. One, if they are truly... The movie's supposed to come out in, what, November? Yeah, not not long. Yeah, this, so, this year. This year. Yeah, yeah, this year. So if they're if they are truly starting from square one with the character, I feel so bad for the effects artists who have to go through and like reanimate and re-render all of those scenes. Yeah. Because big effects pictures, they I'm a I I'm in the business. I call it a picture. Uh big effects movies. That's how you can tell. <laughs> uh big effects movies, you know, they come in hot. So uh, they were already going to be up to the last minute working yeah. on these this movie, and now they have to completely redo the character. That sounds like a nightmare. Let me ask you this, Mark. Do you think it is possible that they have had many working like model designs of the character, and really all they have to do is just like replug him into? Because they, you know, if they're doing like uh like facial map animation from Ben Schwartz's performance as as Sonic. Like, is it maybe, like, if they already have a design that they're like, we know which one we're going to end up going with, is it maybe a little bit easier than we're imagining? I don't know. I would hate to say that any of, I mean, maybe a little bit easier. But I mean, you, if just, there, but if you just do control A <laughs> to select I know, all. I know how computer <laughs> graphics work. No. I know how computer pictures work. Uh, Patrick's giant cigar just fell out of his mouth. <laughs> That's right. um, no, and one of his dames went to pick it up. Thanks, doll. <laughs> no, but uh, I think that even if they have an alternate render, it like the physics of it are going to be different, right? Mm, like you, probably, yeah. you know, like its eyes are going to be different, its mouth is going to be different, and so you would think that you'd have to reanimate that stuff to account for the new design. But again, a lot. This is purely just speculation on my part i don't but uh kind of going back to what i was mentioning mm-hmm. at the beginning is that i don't know how much of this is really like fan backlash as much as it's like they're worried they're not gonna sell t-shirts although i guess that That's, could be one they're, of the, they're same. the same thing really uh but i think like if a, if fans didn't like it but they thought it was going to be well received by children do you know what I mean? Like they may yeah, not sure, care sure. if you if like thirty year olds don't like the song the hedgehog design if they thought that six year olds would love it. I mean, the the design to me reads as bad enough that like I don't know how you don't know that that's bad. Um, that like I wonder if they like put out the trailer and maybe even as because well no I guess we're only like six months out. Um, but if if they put it out as sort of like a uh, a test balloon of sorts to be like can we get away with this and then found out that they could not um and then you know went uh, are are going back there maybe even like using that as fuel like see i told you no yeah, one was going to like I know this i do wonder that i mean they must have done a ton of market research beforehand right or like focus it does with or everything yeah. and like why especially with something as like crass and stupid as sonic the hedgehog like yeah you focus group that to until it's gone you know Mm -hmm. um and maybe that's what got uh that crazy design in the first place the last thing i'll say about the sonic the hedgehog movie is guys let's give james marsden like a role in a good movie yeah what happened to him no he's great i I agree and he's a game for anything people throw at him. Mm-hmm. Um, he was good in that uh, little stretch of Thirty Rock that he was on. Exactly. Like, uh, like he's a funny guy. He seems nice. Like, he's, let's get him out of Westworld. Let's get him out of this garbage. 
you know, this yeah, is basically Hop, but with Sonic, which he was also in. Mm-hmm. It's like, let's just, I, I hope he's happy. You know, like, I'm sure he's getting paid well, but let's just get him some good roles. I mean, I, I feel like he is like the quintessential uh, inoffensive guy. He's like Jason Sudeikis, but actually handsome. You know, totally Uh, that like, look, we know this movie is Jim Carrey and Sonic the Hedgehog. There have to be other human characters Mm -hmm. because there just have to be. May as well be James Marsden. Let's get him in a Marvel movie. I feel like he's earned it. Uh, Like he can be Cyclops when the X-Men finally come in. Perfect. (laughs) I love it. Uh, Speaking of Sonic, 2018 saw Sega's profits drop a whopping 70% from the previous year to 23 million. In response, Sega has readjusted their priorities going forward to focus on existing IP and on bringing existing games to other regions and platforms. So, Mark, not to dance on uh, Sega's grave too much. And I know they're not dead, <laughs> but not, not, to, uh, not to go right to silver linings. But does this mean that Sega, who owns Atlas, might be more inclined to put Atlas games, say, Persona 5, on Switch? I wish. I think like we discussed last week, mm-hmm. Persona will remain, Persona, like the core games, will remain a Sony exclusive because seemingly that's what they are. Right. It just means we're going to get more uh, like Yakuza games. Right. Right. Uh, exactly. I, and I think we're going to see a lot of like what Capcom does where they're like, here's a title from 2008 right. that is here's, now available on Switch. Here's Sonic the Dark Knight and Sonic Unleashed. Dark Knight or Black Knight? What was the name uh, of that game? Black Knight, I Black think. Black Knight? <laughs> Although Dark Knight would have been appropriate given like the time yeah. around which it was released. But I could actually totally see something like that where it's like a Sonic Wii collection, yeah. but for Switch. I mean, put uh, Sonic Adventure, Sonic Adventure 2, and uh, Sonic Heroes on uh, one collection. I'd buy that. Yeah, no, I was actually talking to somebody today and they were, um, we were talking about the Switch. They were like, oh, are there S- Sonic games on there? And I was explaining that Mania existed. And you could get some of the older ones and some of the newer ones, but the in-between ones, you can't really get on Switch, and you can't really get... I guess there are a lot of places, they're just not on Switch right now. Yeah, like, they've been yeah, collected yeah. before. I guess, I guess you're right, but even uh, like in the, the Genesis collection that's available on, on Switch? No, I'm thinking of like um, like the Dreamcast era and like early... Oh, like, yeah, but I don't think on Switch. Right, yeah. that's exactly what I'm saying. So that seems like a huge opportunity. Yeah, totally. And also, like, I know that there's some sort of uh, like licensing whatever, but like find a way to put Sonic 3 out. Um, in every collection of uh, Genesis games that has uh, come out recently, including the like uh, mini um, uh, Sega Genesis, uh, none of them include Sonic the Hedgehog 3 because there is some licensing something uh, possibly having to do with Michael Jackson, but I don't actually know. Uh, just that's not part of the that's not part of the collection, and that's like the best game. Well, I will say that the so- Sonic Three, the PC version, has different music. Interesting. Then, so I think there are ways around it if they wanted to. Sure, but there might be something else that's holding it up. Right. Uh, Nintendo's official website appears to have revealed the new games coming to the Nintendo Switch NES Online for May. Yep, despite the fact that they've made no like official announcement about this, it just these are the games that are listed for May. Um, Donkey Kong Jr. Clue Clue Land and Versus Excite Bike. Um, do any of these do anything for you? No. Um, I like Donkey Kong Jr. Um, we talked about that on Thursday, so listen to that episode for more about me talking about Donkey Kong Jr. But Clue Clue Land, man, that's a real stinker. 
When's the last time you played any of Glue Land? Oh, man. I don't even know. It's, 20 years? It's almost impossible to control. Like You're this, like, Pac-Man-esque character moving across a board, but instead of, like, pushing up to move up and down to move down, you push uh, either left or right or up or down to extend the character's arm. And you, like, grab onto, like, the peg. Yeah, and, and like, rotate around that peg. And it's it's so hard to wrap your head around, like, what direction you push when to make your character go which way. Um, they, the game's been all but impenetrable for me. Um, so, I, I, yeah, I no, no love lost for that. The only one I don't really know very much about, like, is versus Excitebike. I'm not yeah. sure what makes that different. The fact that it's showing up in the NES online versus one of the arcade archives makes oh, me yeah, think it's not one of, like, the, like, the versus machine. I would assume it version. is one of the versus machines, though. Yeah, I don't... Uh, again, so I, I'm not sure. And so that's, like, the one thing that intrigues me. Yeah. And I'm always excited to see what the SP versions... Of course. Uh, ...are for that month. Is Forza Street coming to Switch? The game is currently available on Windows 10 and uh, will be available on mobile devices soon. But the game also apparently has multiple references to Switch in its source code. Interesting. Um, would just kind of be another example of Microsoft and Nintendo's kind of chummy relationship of, as of late. Mm-hmm. Uh, Microsoft bringing, bringing those games over. I still have Cuphead on my, on my Switch. Still have not beaten it. The game's too hard. <laughs> uh, here's a sentence that doesn't make any sense at all, but it's also something that we learned from the Nintendo investors meeting. During the period of March 2018 to March 2019, Nintendo sold more copies of Mario Kart Wii than they did Mario Kart 8 on Wii U. They sold 100,000 copies of Mario Kart Wii versus 20,000 copies of Mario Kart 8 during the same period. Okay, so a couple things, a couple things that are surprising. Surprising thing number one, people are still buying Wii games. Surprising thing number two, people are still buying Wii U games. Like, that's sort of surprising in and of itself. 20,000 copies? Yeah. Especially when the Wii U sold about 13.5 million units. Yeah, so maybe this is, this is the part where it becomes a little bit less surprising. There are about uh, 13.5 million Wii U's in the wild. There are over 100 million Wii's. So, like, maybe we should expect there to be, like, 10 times as many. Um, but, you know, it's obviously, it's an older game. Uh, but also, like, you can use the, the, the other logic of, like, yeah, you could buy... Uh, Mario Kart 8 on the Wii U, or you can buy it on Switch, mm-hmm. and it's a more feature-complete game. It probably like costs the same because Nintendo games never go down in price. And Wiis are super easy to come by on like the second-hand market. Yeah, totally. And so if you ha- got one of those or inherited one of those or however you got one, you know, like why not pick up Mario Kart Wii? Yeah, I guess the the part about that that's uh, a, a little strange is. Like that's got to be new copies. Right. Where do you find a new copy? Where do you find a new copy of Mario Kart Wii? Because you could buy Mario Kart Eight on the Wii U digitally. So like, that makes sense. And I'm sure if you went into a GameStop, you could buy Mario Kart Wii used for very cheap. Right. But also, this is worldwide. Yeah, that's true. That's true. The 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 whole thing is just five copies here, five copies there. You know, somebody up to twenty thousand somehow. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. Uh, finally, speaking of really old games, Capcom is blessing us yet again with a re-release. They're bringing the original Devil May Cry. 
to Switch sometime this summer. Now, surely, Mark, that means the Devil May Cry that just came out this earlier this year? No. Whoa, okay. Well, then, then it must mean DMC that came out like eight years ago. Also not true. What? And you might be saying to yourself, what about the Devil May Cry remasters, the HD remasters that just came out on Xbox One and PS4? Surely that's what we're talking about. No. No. And once again, no. It's just Devil May Cry. A game which, have you played before? Uh, yeah, but I was... Uh, when I picked it up, I was expecting to play like a successor to Resident Evil in mm, some capacity, mm-hmm. and it is just not that. No, it's like um, Bayonetta. Yeah, it's a it's a stylish action game, which like cool. Yeah, yeah, like cool. I don't see any reason to buy this on Switch. Do you? No. I, is- and this is somebody who is a hundred percent picking up at least Resident Evil Four for like however ungodly amount like 40 bucks that they're asking for uh yeah that's a good point i mean i they'll keep putting playstation 2 games out on this thing until we stop buying them which i'm not gonna do never i refuse (laughs) all right mark let's get out of the news All right, that is going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Uh, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. We really want you to review us on Apple Podcasts. If you haven't already, please do it. If you already have, thank you. Uh, if you like this episode, you can share it on Facebook or Twitter or wherever you share stuff. On Twitter, I'm at Patrick underscore Ellers. Mark is at MKE Mitchell, and the show is at Nin Cart Society. There's also a Facebook page, which is just Nintendo Cartridge Society. Uh, and do uh, check us out on Thursday. We've got a nice long episode where we answer how many of your questions, Mark? A lot of them. All of them, I would say. We answer all of your questions. Uh, thank you to everyone who wrote in for that. Um, I think you'll enjoy it. I enjoyed it. Did you enjoy it, Mark? I, I had a blast. So there you go. There's two reviews, five stars, uh, would recommend. Olivia Duncan made our logo. Our theme music is provided by Ape at Betty. You can get more of his music by going to apeatbetty.com or by listening right now. For my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Ellers saying, I did not expect us to have that much to say about The Matrix. Or the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Neither. Thanks for listening. Campfires.